What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, you got him with this one, dog. It's so soulful. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block? In the summertime when the sidewalk got... So boiling hot That the heat from the street Almost melts your flip-flops Or burn through your new shoes And leave you with holes in your socks Us city slickers, there was no water in spots So we'd head to the corner Mr. Warner would knock Off the knob on top of the high What is up? Welcome, welcome, welcome back all my do-datters, future fathers, potential parents, and everyone else tuning in. Welcome to this week's episode of Dad Hard with a Podcast. As always, I am Mo Green, the host and the creator of the show. How are you doing? This is a big week, big week in Dad Hard with a Podcast uh, because this is episode 23. That's the Michael Jordan episode. That's not really a a milestone in any other book except for mine as basketball fans. So shout out to the GOAT. Um, And uh, But yeah, episode 23, week 29 of Dadding Hard. So like six months is already way in the rearview mirror. Um, And it's, uh, as usual, it's a pretty nutty week. Not as nutty as it was last week, but with uh, new weeks come new nuttiness, you know, and and you know how that is as a parent. Uh, But before we jump into this week of parenting, as always, to connect on a fatherhood, brotherhood, shoot us an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com, hit up the Instagram, 
at Dad Hard Pod and the Facebook, facebook.com slash Dad Hard Pod. Uh, speaking of the Facebook, we still have the Dad Hard Fundraiser for Frontal Temporal Degeneration um, running on that. We have raised just under $1,000 in the last two weeks. So, Thank you so much for everybody listening that has donated. Uh, we really appreciate it. And that's like one-fifth to our goal uh, of trying to raise five grand before or by my uh, my late uncle's birthday on June 23rd. And speaking of my late uncle, as always with every episode, this episode is also dedicated to my late uncle, Gary Dennis Jackson. We miss you. Rest in peace. Uh, I love you, man. Um, and I hope that uh, that you're listening up above um, and uh, hopefully channeling some feedback every now and again whenever you get the chance. Uh, but now that that's said, uh, it's also a very special week because I got word over the weekend that thanks to all of your support, your subscriptions, your ratings, your listens, your downloads, your whatever the hell... Um, you do to, to keep this podcast going. Uh, we have cracked the top 100 on the iTunes parenting charts, which is so freaking dope um, and awesome. Uh, I really never expected something like this to happen, period, when I started this and definitely didn't expect it to happen this quick. You know, we're like six months into my daughter's or seven months into my daughter's life and I started this six weeks into her life. So we're not even at six months of the podcast yet and uh, and we're already cracking the top 100 on iTunes uh, and that that's really special. Uh, so I really appreciate all the support, all the listens, all the downloads, all the subscriptions, everything like that. Um, let's keep it going because this thing is was started and the whole dad hard movement as it continues to move is to offer as much helpful content um, from a podcast standpoint right now, but we are working on ways to build that in the future. Um, but from a podcast standpoint, it's offering as much helpful content to new dads, potential dads, uh, you know, parents, moms, whoever wants to listen, right? It's trying to offer as much helpful and experiential content for new parents, dads, moms, whoever you are, etc. Um, and by moving up these charts, especially on iTunes, which accounts for about 30% of our listens and the majority of listens across the country, um, we can expand and, and spread that word and spread the reach that this content has uh, even farther. So please continue to listen, continue to subscribe, review, rate, all that good stuff, download, um, and please share it with a friend. Anytime you come across a, a dad or if if you are at a party or a networking event or whatever, and you happen to be talking to somebody who might be on the verge of having kids, their wife is pregnant, they're a, a, a woman, so they're pregnant, or they're a new parent, um, tell them about the pod because I am hoping and very hopeful and confident based on all the conversations that I have on a week-to-week -week basis with other dads that this can help them um, and, and help to navigate especially early parenthood. And I guess it's also a little bit entertaining and, and I, I try to do it in a relatable way. So, you know, definitely keep spreading the word. I appreciate everything um, 
that is coming so uh, that has come so far from you guys, from listens, downloads, etc. Um, so please keep it up, keep the support going uh, because we are trying to expand the reach of the pod as much as possible. Uh, so once again, I thank you all. Uh, now that I've rambled on for about five minutes, uh, let's jump in to week. 29 of dadding so that if you're about to hit this place or you are trying to get ahead of the eight ball and you're a few weeks away, you kind of know what to expect. Um, Last week, as I talked about, uh, week 28 and really anywhere between 26 and, and 30, you know, you are really dealing with teething, right? Week, week 28 was really rough for me. Um, like I said last week, in my episode with J.D. Marlowe, uh, which is a fantastic conversation. If you haven't listened, definitely take a listen to that. Um, but as I, as I spoke about on that episode, you know, there's a lot of stuff that they don't talk about or that you're not readily available that comes along with teething. It's not just the fact that they're getting teeth and they're maybe a little bit uncomfortable, but you got red cheeks, which can be concerning, especially if you're starting to introduce solid foods. You know, you're, you're you see your your daughter or son get red cheeks and like, oh my God, that's an allergic reaction. But most likely it's just because they, they're starting to get in teeth. You have fever, fevers, sore throats, raspiness in their voice, a change in mood. They become a little bit more somber because of the discomfort. Um, you know, you have ac- excess drool coming down. Um, you know, all these different things that you don't necessarily... Uh, think about and associate with teething, uh, especially you know, especially if you're a new parent, you've never had a kid before, you have no idea what the hell's going on. So it's very concerning. But so that was week 28, right? Um, week 29, um, it seems like my daughter has kind of gotten used to the fact that she now has two teeth coming in and maybe used to that discomfort. She still has the red cheeks, um, and so you know, we're still monitoring that, but. Now that she's gotten used to that, it's like she just like she thinks she's a freaking adult already and she's a big girl. She doesn't even need mommy and daddy anymore. She wants to be independent. And that is kind of what this week has been about is about her being independent, wanting to independently play, not wanting to be in mom and dad's arms anymore. So wriggling out and even when we're trying to put her to sleep, right? We're rocking her, reading her, reading to her. She's like trying to squirm out of our arms and kick her legs and she whines and but trying to get out, you know. Um, and you know, when she's on her play mat, she doesn't really care about us anymore, you know? She'll look back every now and again or um, maybe when she does something that, like, she thinks is cool, I guess, she tries to, like, look back to us maybe for approval or something. But when we get on the ground and, like, want to play with her, she is literally, like, get away from me, you know, almost kind of giving us the stiff arm to to move out of her face. Um, hopefully, it's not just because we have bad breath, but uh, it's actually because she wants to be independent. Um, and and that's really been a, lo- a lot of what this week is, is because, you, and as a parent, that's a difficult thing to transition into, right? Because you're so used to them needing to be coddled and cuddled and held and, you know, kind of holding their hand uh, metaphorically, if not 
literally through every step that they're doing, right? You know, you want to show them how to shake a rattle. You want to show them how to pick up a block. You want to show them how to press a button on their activity cube. You know, you want to, you want to walk them through all these different things so that they can learn. But at this stage, it's like they now, they know the basics, and they know how to do some things. So it's just like, all right, leave me the fuck alone and let me explore the rest. Um, and it's a good thing that I use that word explore because that comes along, that, desi- that desire for exploration comes along with this desire for independence. And I say the desire for exploration because, you know, now our, our daughter is crawling right? She's doing, like I've said it before, she's doing the kind of slap and pull type of a thing. Um, and, but, but she's really moving. Like she wants to move around. And before the last couple of weeks, the first couple of weeks that she started doing this crawl and started to move, you know, she wanted to stay around her activity mat, which is kind of just in the middle of our Brooklyn apartment, right? Um, but and maybe go a little bit up and down and, and venture off a little bit, but only towards where me or my wife would be. So like if I am standing at the at the dining room table, right? She will want to try to get to me. She'll see my feet and want to try to get to my feet. Um, now, she wants to explore the entire apartment. You know, I put her on an activity cube, I think it was maybe two days ago, right? And I went into the bedroom to like put on some clothes to, to get ready to take her outside. Next thing I know, she's crawling into the bedroom behind me and she's never done that before. She's never explored that far off of her mat. You know, th- then the other night... um. I was I was out at the grocery store. My wife is here with her. And I came back and I was like, where's Aurora? And my wife looks, she's like, look. And she's under the dining room table, like between the dining room chairs. And my wife tells me that she went, crawled all the way around the entire table. I make it seem like it's this big, long, freaking Knights of the Round table, dining room table. It's a 36 inch table, right? But still, she's crawled all the way around the table and then back under in between the legs of our dining room chairs because she's just trying to explore things. It wasn't that my wife was over there. She was trying to get to my wife or her, one of her toys was over there and she was trying to do that, which is like what she would do to venture off of her normal activity mat area before, you know, a rattle would roll under a, a chair and she would try to go after it, whatever. But she she just wanted to explore all the way around, you know? So now she's trying to explore and get into the kitchen and, and you know, our kitchen has a different floor from the rest of the house. So she's now like trying to explore the difference in the tiles. And it is really interesting to watch her want to explore and find and and experience all of these different things in different places because now she can move. Um, And I guess, like I said before, that comes along with her desire to be independent, right? She doesn't necessarily need mommy and daddy to carry her around and show her the different places in the apartment anymore. Now she wants to go there herself. Um, Now, of course, with that, exploration 
comes an extreme pit of your stomach gut punch of panic because now we're kind of scrambling to start baby proofing things you know we have a piece of furniture we had to take the legs off of this weekend so that it now sits directly on the floor instead of being elevated because it's a heavy piece of furniture and we don't want anything to happen and god forbid our daughter gets under it and boom it collapses you know knock on wood obviously uh but you know uh, we're now we have to cover up all the outlets around everywhere because they're basically head level so she can you know reach and uh, you know so I, I, we're now spending spending time trying to figure out what she can get to now and what she can move at her level at her size her height um and, and trying to quote unquote baby proof everything um and and that brings a lot more anxiety as a parent right they have no care in the world the child right they they're they're on their own they're moving and grooving they're trying to explore all this stuff and you want to be happy for them but in this week when this independence starts to hit that is really difficult for you as a parent because now it brings on this whole new and recurring wave of anxiety that you haven't really experienced since like the first weeks of having your child. Like that's the anxiety. There's always anxiety when you have a kid because you don't know what they're thinking. You want to make sure everything's fine. This food, is she choking or whatever? That's like a, a specific level of anxiety. But when they're starting to move around and explore it brings on that initial wave and, and other parents, please weigh in uh, and let me know if, if you agree or, or disagree or if you have a different experience with this. But, you know, it's almost like that initial wave of anxiety uh, that you have when you first have a child and you first bring them home and you're like, Oh my God, what do we do? Oh my God, we, uh, we got to do everything. We got to, you know, this, this panic that you, this initial panic that you have as a new parent, this type of anxiety that you have now as they're starting to explore and get more independent and can find things on their own, that's the type of panic that is kind of coming back into play that you haven't really had since you've gotten comfortable in your parenting skin or more comfortable in your parenting skin. Um, and that's an interesting, interesting experience to have. Um, and obviously it leads to a lot of stress and, and, uh, and you know, just kind of unknowingness of uh, all over again. Um, and again, you're doing something for the first time, you know what I mean? Uh, but that was what week 29 is it is or at least for us um you know these kind of four weeks between 26 and and, and really between 26 and 32 let's say kind of anything can kind of get jumbled from what i read and from what i i hear and speak to about with other parents um but these like six weeks this is what happens they get teeth they start wanting to be independent they start crawling and moving and all that stuff and when they start doing that stuff and they start trying to branch away from you as a parent, it leads to a high level of stress and anxiety um, in you. Uh, so when you get to that week, know that it's normal to feel that way. Um, 
because then that's what that's what week 29 is it, it's desire for exploration and independence and giving mommy and daddy a lot of stress and panic all over again um yeah, and that that's about it for from from what my experience was this week. If you guys have different experiences, uh, please let me know what 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 happened to you during these weeks. Uh, let me know if if you shared the experience, if you had a different one, um, and if you have any advice to kind of cope with the anxiety and the new levels of panic that come along with this independent phase in your child's life. Um, you know, and so as always to connect on the fatherhood brotherhood, shoot us an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at dadhardpod and check out the Facebook, facebook.com slash dadhardpod. We are going to jump now into the musical break, which means on the other side, we got our guest segment. And this week we have a, uh, a very fun guest. Um, it, it is a friend, it is a friend of mine. Uh, we met through mutual friends and he actually has a phenomenal Phenomenal and awesomely inspiring story for anybody out there that has been working and trying unsuccessfully to get pregnant. Um, his story is fantastic. Uh, so definitely stay tuned and listen to that on the other side of the music break. Until then, let's keep it rolling. I'll catch you on the other side. So fly with his cap, with a slight slant over his eyes. Smoke, smoke, it's smoke green, baby. It's smoke, it's smoke, it's smoke green, baby. Yeah, hey, you smell that reefer? Just got it lit, so you know what it be. Cause it's good green, bitch. It's good green, bitch. Call it more green, bitch. Come on. The name Mo, when the kid got flow shit, the rhyme gon' blow like I smoke it. Spit purple, good thing, pineapple haze, right? Chronic on a page at the mic to the equation. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun, right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun, right, right. Remember the sandbox, little league ball felt like the sandlot. I was the bambino, the salt on the swap, and Doc was more like Benny the Jet, no handy but yet. Pops tell us to drink up, 
Like this will put some hair in your chest That was before we knew how to stare at some breasts And we are back with this week's episode of Dad Hard with a podcast Episode 23, that's the Michael Jordan episode um, No, episode 23 of Dad Hard with a podcast And you know once that music break hits We are jumping into the guest segment of the show And this week, uh, we have a very special guest Like I say every week, but again, this week It's actually very special because this meeting, coordinating this interview right here has been the most dad hard experience ever we've been literally trying to get this on the books and have had it on the books for like the past six weeks straight and every single time some dad emergency comes his kid's sick my kid's sick his wife's sick my wife's sick i got something he got it was it's literally the dad the hardest dadding thing ever but um with no further ado, I want to introduce my guest for this week, Matty Roth. What's up, bro? What's going on, How dude? you doing? How's everything, man? You know, good. I appreciate you uh, jumping on that LIRR down from uh, from Long Island to uh, to come and check out this little coffee shop that we're sitting yeah, in here seriously. in Brooklyn, you know? Dude, this is awesome, man. Yeah, man. It's good to see you. Likewise. Um, so we're, I loved, I love being, when Mike hit me up, we have a mutual friend, uh, who Matt went to school with, uh, high school with, grew up with whatever. And Mike sends me a text. He's like, yo, I'm with Roth right now. He wants it on the podcast. Yeah. He's yeah. got all, I was like, dude, that's the best thing ever. Um, so I appreciate it. You've been, you, you got ideas for what you wanted. And actually the dad hard awards was technically your, you gave me the inspiration to start that, which is fantastic. Yeah, dude. And, and you kind of went with it. And- yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it, was it was perfect. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it was dope. Um, but you have a couple ideas for what you wanted to talk about on this. But I really wanted to talk to you after we went back and forth because you had a super interesting and rough, like, time with kind of your first your first child, getting your first child, getting that point, And then it was kind of like a complete swerve and, like, miracle with the second one. Yeah, man. So... Talk, talk to me about that. I know you went through a lot to get to the first kid. Um, how was that experience? It's been really interesting. I actually, we've, uh, it's been a lot easier than I thought, the transition. Yeah. The first kid kind of is a slap to the fucking face. You know yeah, what I'm saying? of course. It's a dose of reality that you had no idea. The second kid is now kind of like a juggling act. So yeah. uh, my friend was like, dude, you have one kid, it's you know two on one, double yeah. two. Yeah. You have two kids. Now you're going man to man, <laughs> and that's when things get really, really interesting. Yeah. But like, yo, we've been making it work. My wife, she's a saint. She's awesome. uh, she's crushing it. Awesome. You know, um, and I'm just the best supporting actor. But yeah, she's right. she's just killing it. But you know what? My kids are very easy, which is makes yeah. it super. That's awesome. Super easy. Both of them have been sleeping through the night. Awesome. My first kid slept through the night, like as soon as we brought him home. That's awesome. Uh, second one, little rough at first, but now he's like just chilling. So it's like it's easy. It's all about the sleep. How old are they? Uh, Cole is two, and okay. Blake is going to be six months on Friday. Oh wow! So she's like he's like uh, he's like a, a month behind Aurora, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Awesome. That's cool. Um, but you, so you had you when we were talking, you went through a lot of like. Uh, I don't know if it was necessarily IVF, but like a lot of like the hardship in actually getting pregnant the first time. Um, I know that's a lot on the mom specifically, but from a dad perspective, how you're like the first dude that I'm actually talking to about that that's gone through that experience. How was how was that from from the dad side of things? So or I'll, perspective dad side of things, I guess at that point. I'll be honest with you. A lot of people that go through IVF are very quiet about it. Yeah. Um, I'm the opposite. I'm very open to talking about it because awesome. people need to feel like they're not alone. Sure. 
um, that there are other people out there. Um, so it, it was really it was really rough because you have to be strong for your wife. Of course. You have to be listening to your parents' conversations, questioning, you know, then you look around and all your friends are now having kids and, like, you want to be happy for everybody, but, like, there's this piece inside of you that's dying. Yep. But I can you, imagine. As a man, we're taught to be tough. Yep. We're taught to keep everything inside and stuff like that. So there's nobody really out there to support men that are going through the process. Sure. Because they have to be so supportive of, for their wives. Yep. Um, so that's actually something I want to do is I want to create some sort of awareness and support group for men, man. Because it's yeah, for sure. very difficult. Yeah. Um, and you have no idea what's going to be. Sure. You know, um, you can go through as many rounds of IVF and it, it might not ever work. So it's just like this roller coaster of just emotions. For sure. Crying. You get good news, like the embryo survived the, the process and then you do the implantation and like all, you're thinking like all these good things and then all of a sudden it's like it didn't take yeah so you're like you're right right back to the to the drawing board you know oh what I'm saying and that's not for me personally I'm saying but that's just like the emotional roller coaster that for sure, of somebody course. can go down of course. Uh, of course and it gets dark yeah you know your wife she's not drinking she's putting all these hormones in her body you're injecting her with all this shit to convince her body that it's pregnant it's just, and it's just a lot. Yeah. It's, uh, it could definitely take its toll on a relationship. I can, how I can was see she, that. How was she during the process? Was, do, was she, listen, I can, I can assume, me and my wife were very lucky. Twice we tried to get pregnant, twice we hit it, once we ended up loot, we lost the first one. Yeah. But the, the second one kind of basically, first round of trying, we got it. So this, this type of thing is, is very foreign to me. However, two of her closest friends, had to do what you had to do had very 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 rough time one of my best friends very 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 rough time two three years people have been trying to get how long did it take for you how was that on her so Allie had just one goal okay she had one goal she was like I'm having I'm becoming a mother mother yeah she I always thought that I was the tough strong one in the relationship there was nothing that was going to stop her from reaching this goal yeah so she would get bad news she'd be a little upset about it and she'd be right back at it yeah um, so she was incredible I saw her in like a whole new light yeah um, so she's definitely the, the tough one of the relationship um, but it's it's crazy that it's very common you know a lot of people I know have gone through IVF sure um, but if you don't talk about it you'll never know absolutely For so sure. you know if I can encourage anybody just talk yeah you know it'll it'll help you like you know whoever you talk to they can tell you what to expect how yeah. to navigate it what to do how to support each other yeah. because this could if you're not a, like a united front this could destroy your relationship absolutely i can i can imagine such and it's like you know there are a couple things that i and, and one of the reasons right before we started you asked why how i got the inspiration to do this and a lot of it came when my really as i was thinking about it you know for the last few minutes um a lot of my reasoning for doing this came when my wife was having such a different difficult time breastfeeding right because again that's something that not a lot of people talk about they make it seem like it's so easy and it's natural and the baby just knows what to do and they latch and blah blah blah, blah right and so there's things like that like like the IVF thing obviously on a, on a different completely different emotional and you know lengthy type of scale but Another thing that people don't talk about, and then also like the, the concept of miscarriage, right. which is also an extremely common thing yeah. that nobody actually talks about being so common. So when it happens, 
you it destroys you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, when when breastfeeding doesn't happen naturally, it destroys you. You know, and I can imagine when getting pregnant doesn't happen so quickly. Right. And you have to go through all these this IVF and injections. It probably destroys you also. And I agree. There needs to be places for this stuff to be spoken about, especially from a dad's side. Yeah. Hence, that hard with the podcast. Correct. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah, man. You're a pioneer. <laughs> I mean, one of the one of the you know one of the things, and like like I just said, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start doing this is to bring awareness to things like this. Yeah. Um, and why it's important to have dads like you that have gone through this to, you know, let other dads know that they're they're not alone. Not only are their wives not alone. They're not alone because there are other dudes that are going through this also. Yeah, there's no shame in what goes on. You know, like the more people that you're open to telling, the more you'll be embraced by support and love. So when you're in that dark place, your boy can just pick you up and get you right back going. Sure. You know? But so many people are so quiet about that. Yep. It's just there's no shame. No. It's common. Yep. These things happen. It's yep. part of life. Like absolutely. I think the highest percentage chance of a woman getting pregnant, I think is. 25 to 30 percent. Now, don't Which is crazy. don't don't quote me on that, but I, I think so. I might have read that on like a Snapple cap or something. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's what the number is. So to me, that's that's insane. It's insane. Yeah. So the, like, it, it's legit, like a miracle. Yeah, dude. It's. I mean, I, I talk about it with my my buddy Justin. I always say that you're making a hybrid human. Yeah. Birthing a child is creating a hybrid human. It's yeah. taking two individual, completely different people and trying to make a combination of those people. Right. It's insane that it actually works. Right. Yeah. It's insane that it works yeah. at all. You know, you 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 schedule your your sex appointments yep, and that's there it. you go. And then it's not pleasure anymore. It's business. Yeah, business. You're gonna be coming home from work at midnight after working 18 hours, and all you want to do, you're not even eating dinner you're so tired it's like listen you're not going anywhere bro right like, no come here yeah exactly like, you might, yeah. As well, might as well have a suit and tie on while yeah, you're doing yeah, it yeah. because it's straight work yeah, man it's, it's like, hilarious yeah it's like listen today's the day this is the time I don't give a shit what you have going on I don't care anything about you just give me what's the inside of you and that's it it's so true yeah. it's so funny like that whole the whole trying to have when you're talking to talking to guys that, that haven't gone through it before they're like they're like yo so like you must be having a lot of sex right like how sick is that like trying and you're like dude you have no idea right, it's like yeah. the most unsexy thing on the planet right you know and then you sound like an asshole you're like, right. cause your friend's like wait a minute you're complaining about having like sex. sex. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, so oh shit! <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am. About sex. I, was like, I was like ten minutes to myself right, for right, once. Right. You know. No, so uh, you're, not, you're, you're just a vessel. Yeah, dude, you're just a vessel. It's true. You're nothing it's else. True. She doesn't even see you for who you are. No, it's true. <laughs> doesn't even see you. There's no. There's no warming up. No rubbing yeah. up. No intimacy. No, no nothing. Just like, come on, music. get it. Come on, come on, yeah. come on. And then when you can't, when you can't, like. Perform right on point. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with yeah, you? Yeah. Go to your room. <laughs> <laughs> you get punished. You Go hang, look at the corner. Yeah, you hang your head in shame. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, it's so true. It's real though. It's that, it that anxiety. It's a performance, man. I know, it's, dude. It's wild. It's like you and you don't think about it because, like, as dudes, you're like, yeah, like I mean, you young dudes, like you don't have to worry about getting it up or whatever, like that. They've never been a problem for you before. You're like, yeah, this is great. What? And then, like, as soon as like that schedule hits. All this pressure just like comes yeah. on, especially if you've been trying for a long time. Like, all this pressure just drops on your head, and you're like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god!" It's like a yeah. crazy, "Oh my god!" You can't even think about anything else except like, "Oh my god, what am I gonna do?" Which is also another important thing is like, you start to lose that intimacy. Yes, of course. So during that time, it's like yeah. really important to be like, "Hey, 
let's have like an intimate session. Like for sure, let, we're we're two people. We love for each sure. other. We're married. Whatever. Sure. Like, let's not just make this a business thing. Let, 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 let's go with it. Look. You know. But I was really guilty of that at first when we were first trying. I told a friend, and he's like, "Good luck, man." And I was like, "What the hell does that mean?" He's like, it's, "You know, it's rough. Whatever." I was like, "Dude, I'm gonna be fucking." Yeah. <laughs> Fast forward like six months later, I was like. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, you're like, dude. Yeah. It's like, what's wrong with you? He's like, dude, I'm just fucking all the time, yeah. nonstop. Yeah, no, it's it's funny though. It's crazy. But it's it's a cool process. Going back to what you were just talking about. On a side note, that that breastfeeding thing, that's like a, a whole conundrum in itself, man. Dude. There's lactation consultants in the hospital where they're like forced. There's posters everywhere. Like, you want to talk about something that's like draining to a woman? You just gave birth and. It, the kid doesn't latch on. They're forcing you. The kid's crying. The woman's, like, boobs are popping out because I guess there's, like, a, an attachment with lactation and, yep. like, hearing the kids cry. Yeah. And there's these, like, consultants, and they're, like, so hard on, like, you have to breastfeed. You have to breastfeed. And it's, like, it's a, that's a lot. And that's you lot. just had a kid. So yeah. your, your world is upside down now. And their focus is, like, it needs to latch. It needs to... I remember Ali just being so stressed out by it. Uh-huh. Like, and then at the point we are just, like, listen... For the second kid, I know exactly how we want to do this. They're not dictating anything. Yep. We are. Yeah. I don't want you stressed out. I want you, like, really good to go. Yeah. And she was, like, you know, in full agreement. She's like, I'll give it a shot. And if it doesn't work, I'm not pulling my hair out. So, we had to make a, uh, a little change of venue. Uh, we're now back at my beautiful Brooklyn apartment. And we're jumping back in with Maddie Roth. Um, really, the reason why I, you wanted to... Well, the biggest topic you wanted to talk about and, and was your idea to come on was... The whole, the, in the transformation into daddom, right? One of the biggest things that you miss out on is everything, <laughs> you know? And, and uh, there's always this sense of, of FOMO that you have because now you go transition from like being not single necessarily, but like a single dude can kind of flow with the wind and go out if you want to go out, get beers if you want to get beers, go out after work, whatever, whatever. And now you like can't do that. You got to be home and all this stuff like that. So there's this underlying sense of FOMO that you always have as a parent. How did you take to that? And how are you dealing with that? I mean, you're two kids deep, so you're two years into it. Does it get easier over two years? So I, I like to think of it as a sentence. It's like a seven-year sentence, you know. Once you get to like age seven, and they're like, you can go do whatever you want, you can go sleep at your aunt and uncle's house or whatever like that, where they're not so needy. Yeah, that's when you're finally liberated and like you can go out for sure. I mean, that's that's what come. I'm thinking. Okay, you know, I'm we'll see. We'll so see that's, how that plays out. Speculation, right? Um, so the FOMO is really real um, because we go from you know being married or going out with somebody and it's like the Friday nights are great let's go out let's go out with this couple you know without a care in the world yeah I could sleep as late as I want yeah. like that. and then your wife gets pregnant and in that moment she immediately becomes a mother yeah that's true um, yeah. so she's already under the impression that like things are going to start slowing down to men we're like yes I have a nine month designated driver <laughs> this is incredible you know what I'm saying? That's, like, that's immediately good. That's what goes through your head. It's like, I have a DD for nine months. Oh, that's amazing. amazing. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then the kid comes and you go from having all this opportunity to go out and have fun and you're like living it up and you're such on a high that you're going to have a kid. And then that day comes and it's like, 
there's no more of that. Your boy calls you up that night. He's like, yo, man, we're going down the block for wings and Monday night football. And like, you're like, no, man, you got you got to make plans like weeks in advance. Like have your people call my people. Yeah, right. it, dude, straight <laughs> up. You know what? Make plans. Call my wife. Yeah. And let her be the one that says whether or not I can make a plan. To right. Her. Or like create like an event, right? Where people can just schedule an event yeah. with you. Dude, <laughs> straight, <laughs> straight up, straight up. Um, but it's, it sucks, man. Like, Friends going to Atlantic City. Sorry, I can't go, man. And like, I feel bad because I feel bad. Like, I don't want to, I don't want my wife to be like, well, you know, you're always out. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like, I feel bad because I'm, I, I'm feeling bad about missing out on things. For sure. But at the same time, maybe I should be like this guy that's like just happy to be where I am. Well, but dude, it, it, it is, like you said, it is so difficult of a transition for the guy because there is no real reference for that. You know what I mean? Like we don't know, we don't have that maternal feeling and instinct, number one in general, like hormonally, but also like you said, perfect hit the nail on the head is that they start becoming a mother and start getting truly maternal and their whole focus changes nine months before we're even really thinking about it Yeah, because they're feeling it physically well, to us, it's just kind of like a, a a theoretical in the ether of the world. Yeah, and it's not real to us until it's real. Absolutely. So they know it's real the whole time, like you said, like the hormones, it's in their body. We're just, we're not like aware. No, right, um, exactly. Until like that day. Yep, Even absolutely. Day before, it's still not like... No, until, until it comes out. Day, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until you hear that actual cry, right. the first cry when it comes out, that's when it is like, oh shit, like now this thing is really real. Like yeah. it's actually here. Now the game really changes. Yeah, no. And you know what? Then you start to really feel it. Yeah. You know, those first couple of weeks, you're like, on, let's just do this. I got to make sure my wife's cool. You know, Allie had a C section, but she bounced back very, yep, us too. Very, Same thing. very quickly. Um, but bouncing back from that is difficult. So like sure. you have to be like, you have to immediately jump in, right? And sure, 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 sure. I had no freaking clue what I was doing. Dude, I, but, I, you, but you know what? I feel like, and it's going to sound so male chauvinistic of me, but I feel like um, if your wife has a C, wife or, or partner has a C-section for their baby is actually the best way for a guy to, or for a guy to jump in headfirst into being a dad. Yeah. Because you have to do everything. Right. You know what I mean? They can't lift the baby and walk the baby and push the stroller and carry the car seat and put on a carrier and, and walk around, even make breakfast. You know what I mean? Get it, them getting out of bed in the morning or at night. You know, they can't constantly be getting up to change diapers and do feedings and, you know, you have to do all of that. And it's immediate. It's immediate. Yeah. And I think it's like it's like throwing it's like throwing uh, yourself into cold water for yeah. the first time, you know. Like that's you have to get used to it. You just jump in head first. One thing a nurse told me, which kind of calmed my nerves, and she's like, "Listen, you're not going to break him. He's going to break you before you break." Hundred percent. Like, thinking about that, I was like, "Okay, yeah, all right." So I don't have to be so soft. And yeah, like you know, uh, but like yeah, you know, and you're taking care of the wife, and then your friends want to go out, yeah. and it's always I can't or. Um, and then you have to ask permission. You yep. know? Like, not that I have to ask permission. Like, my wife's not the type of person to, like, hold me back. Oh, mine is. I, I have to ask permission. Okay. <laughs> but, like, it's like, hey, would you mind if I did this? And, you know, so the fear of missing out is it's huge. My friends yeah. go snowboarding all the time. They go to Atlantic City. Even, like, 
as strange as it sounds, like I'll go on Facebook at home on Friday night at an eight and like friends will be out to dinner and I'm like, oh yeah. man. Yeah. I'm sitting here watching the stupidest fucking documentary <laughs> for the third time. I can't tell you how many times I've watched like the Avengers movie just over and over again. Oh mean, I mean I do that just on my own alone time because right. yeah. I love the You know, so like um, so the, the FOMO is real, and it, this is something that applies to everybody. Yeah, for sure. Everyone. Of course. I mean, I'm sure women feel it too. Uh, sure. Um, but they take to it easier. You know what I mean? It doesn't like matter. It doesn't, at least from my experience, it doesn't seem to matter as much to them. You know what I mean? That's because we're, we'll never be mature. That's very we true. We never are going to grow up. They grow it's up. It's absolutely true. Very quickly, and we're still idiots. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> you know? Um and they accept it better. We we, we don't do such yeah. a good job. I think. No, that's true. I, I agree. It's it's a bigger again again. They also have longer period where they're actually in the zone of that. You know, so I don't know. Maybe uh, you're you're two years in and, and you're you're still getting it. So maybe maybe that means nothing. Um, but I uh, yeah, missing that out, like missing out on stuff like that, like to go. All my friends are coming in and blah, blah. and then the whole the, there's there's the times where you your friends are coming in, you make the plans with them, and then something happens, you have to fucking cancel. Yeah, and you've been looking forward to it all all week. week. Yep. Yeah. Somehow kids know when you have plans because that's when they get sick. Yeah, dude. It. It's, it's like they they know. Yeah, they're like you're not going anywhere. No, no, no. no. You're, you're staying you're right here. Yeah. And not only are you not having a night out, you're having a night home up all night yeah. with me. Yeah. You're gonna have an all nighter, but yeah. it's not the one that you wanted. Right, yeah. Um, you know the other and the other thing is like you think you're free when when you're able to put them to, when you put them to sleep. It's like oh they're they're asleep. You know it's time to I, I can go out now. You're like it's fine. So, no, no, you can't. What yeah. do you mean? I don't. I'm not staying home alone. Yeah. Um, something else that's like related to this is that even like your your day to day routine changes. Yes, that's true. So like where I would go to the gym at a set time, now it's like once like the baby's down, this one's fed, that one's going, then I can go. It's no longer like right. I feel like going to the gym right now. It's like no, I have to be like scheduled. I have to have like a regimen, and it's just like. I can't, I can't miss that window. Right. So like even your everyday, you know, Hey, I'm going to go get a coffee or whatever. That that's gone. Yep. Dude, hundred percent, hundred. That's my, I have not been to the gym since my daughter was born. Cause I can't get, I can't get that schedule down of like when I, I'm able to go and like do it. Like I just can't, it's just, uh, you know, um, I just can't get it. I just can't like get, put it together in my head. It's just crazy. But you're young, so like you'll figure it out soon. That's true. You'll get you'll get into the swing of things. Yeah, I I, I hope so. That um, you know my my wife is much better at it than I am. She's like, yo, Monday nights I have this gym class. I'm going this night. I have this gym class. I'm going Saturday mornings. I'm like, yo, how are you just able to like throw those things on the schedule? I mean, she goes to classes, so it's a little bit easier. Right. I can't do the classes. No, I gotta just do Spin's my. Spin's okay. Interesting. Spin class is actually all right. Interesting. Yeah, if you if you got like the right instructor, you, you sweat your balls off. You get some really good music going. Interesting. Yeah, never I'm, done I'm, spin. I'm okay with admitting that I, I enjoy spin. I've never I've never done spin. Yeah. I'm just a kind of I'm a kind of go on my own, throw a think? podcast or fucking little Wayne in my headphones yeah. and just go at it. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Wheezy. I do. I love dude. The Wheezy. The the workout Wheezy is yeah. the the best. It's like my favorite time of day when I was going to the gym all the time. Right. Right. You'll yeah. get back there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it's it's just it's just so real. And then like you always feel bad telling your friends like, yeah. sorry, yeah, I can't go. It's true. And you know what? Like 
and then I also feel like sometimes it, it makes my wife look controlling, which yep. it's not even on her. They give you they give you the shit yeah. that they're running your life and like they're you know, you what you don't have money on your own, you can't just go go do shit anymore. Or like just come out for an hour, bro. Come Dude, out for an hour. Right. What's an hour gonna do? Yeah. There is no such thing as going out for an hour. <laughs> like it's just it's literally right. not possible. I would be lying to myself. If I was actually going out and I was going to just keep it at an hour. Yeah, There's of no course. Yeah. Zero yeah. chance. You And if you were to go go out for just an hour, you're going out power drinking for an hour. It's like doing a power hour when you're in college. Yeah. You're just going as hard as you can for an hour and then nobody wants you at home. And yeah. you have nowhere to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. And then you wake up the next morning feeling like the walking dead. Yeah. But wanting somebody to be hunting you to kill you, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yes, I totally. That's the, the that hangover the next day is worth the worst. Like going out sometimes isn't even worth it. That for everyone needs to get that first post baby hangover out of the out of the way. And it is like, does it get better after the first one? You know what? You kind of just get used to it. You, interesting. You know what? Like, so you tend to go out earlier, yeah, and hit it hard, but then be home earlier. So you can kind of get your rest at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. I also drink like emergency before I go to sleep. Oh, that's genius. Pickle juice, like anything. I'll do anything. Really? Yeah, I'll put a spoon under my pillow. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking care. If it works, I'll fucking do it. You know? That's amazing. Um, but like that first hangover is just... It's a nightmare. It's like a, a shot to the balls. Because you think, you're just thinking like, oh, I can just get up and like do it like you have a regular hangover when you right. don't have a kid and... Meanwhile, they're crying and they need to be, you need to actually take care of something. Yeah. You know? And they don't have any compassion for you. Zero. Zero. They don't give a shit. No, they, they, don't, they don't care. Kids are so selfish. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I've been sitting in my shift for 30 minutes now. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, my God. But like you made, a, you made a point before. It's like if you're going out for that one hour, you're hitting it hard. Hard, yeah. One thing that I found was like when I was able to go out, mm-hmm. I was just so excited to be liberated that I would just like... I would just be pounding balloons, right. shots, right. things like that, because it was just, I was just like a kid. Like, yeah, for sure. Like in a candy store, I was just so excited to be out. Like I'm like, this is what this tastes yeah, like. Yeah, right. And I'm like, I missed you. I missed you, my friend. About yeah, for sure. Um, so I would take it to a level, and then suffer the consequences. Yeah. So and you know, Allie, my wife, she, she mentioned that she's like, you're probably just so excited. Like she's like, just scale it back. Scale it back, yeah. And I was like, you know, you're right. You make you're making sense. Yeah. Don't tell her that I, I told you that. <laughs> Hopefully she doesn't listen. <laughs> Don't tell her that, you know, that I, she was right. But, um, but it's it's definitely real. Like, And I have a big network of friends. Sure. Um, so you're, I'm, hey, what are you doing today? A quick text message. And I'm like, oh, what do you guys got planned? We're going to share a concert. Yeah. Or can you go to this concert? And right. That's like six months in advance. I don't know if I can give you an answer. I really want to. So I'm going to say yes. With an asterisk, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Right, it's yeah. like it's like a Mark McGuire, like home run right, title. Right, you gotta yeah. you gotta asterisk it, you know. Exactly. Uh, so it's 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 tough, but also you you, you figure it out, um, and then you just start to embrace it for sure. You know what? Look, I started having people over more. Yep. It's like, listen, I got a bunch of wine. That's what you gotta. That's what we just, gotta just, do. Just come over. There's this game that we play. It's called like uh, Mexican Trains. It's like. A three and a half, four hour long game. It gets very intense, but you can have like seven or eight people play it, and you just throw in some music, you play some trains, you get boozed up, and you know what? You're home. That's amazing. So you kind of kill two birds with one stone. It's amazing. You're you're home with your kid, but you're also 
with people with, with friends yeah. you know um so that's really important is to like just have people over gotcha um, yeah because that's the only way you'll see people yeah well the other because the other thing is like when people are like uh they want to hang out and they're they're willing to Go, like everybody wants to hang out at, at at night, right? And so even if you're like down, like if you want to do a couples thing, like go on double date or whatever, like it's like wait, now what are we gonna? We can't like it has to be at five o'clock in the afternoon because we can't bring baby past seven, go right. to sleep at seven o'clock. So the bring people over is a, is a, is a good thing. I gotta maybe you gotta start doing that. There's no there there's no feeling like that four thirty dinner where you look around <laughs> and it's. Everybody with little kids and then old, old people. people. <laughs> and then you're eating again. Then you're like pounding yeah, chips it's, at it's 9 o'clock. Dinner yeah. at like, what do you want for second dinner? Yeah. Because I had to eat dinner at 4 o'clock. Straight up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. And you look around and everyone's kids. And then you like, there's that one old couple in the corner yeah. eating at the slowest pace possible. It's like, all right, so this is, this is what it is. Yeah. I, well, well, you know what? That's why old people are probably used to that time because they've been doing it for the entire lifespan since they had kids. Right. They're just like, oh, this is what we just do. We just get used to it. Now the kids are grown. Let's still go to 430 dinner. Right. Yeah. yeah. Let's get that. They just get that in their schedule. Right. Exactly. Let's just get this out of the way. <laughs> But that second dinner is real. Second dinner. Well, but because it's not normally, it's not like a real dinner. It's like, you know, running to the store and getting shredded cheese to throw on chips and make nacho, right, right. nachos. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, or like chips and salsa or guacamole or like random gross snacks that you just eat in abundance of to make up for dinner. Yeah, I, I find that. Now that Cole's too, like he's eating like chicken nuggets and taquitos. So I'll find that like I'll end up eating his food. Like the frozen <laughs> nuggets, the frozen taquitos. The taquitos are fucking amazing. Oh my God. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's second dinner because that four o'clock dinner is like. Yeah, the, uh, I get the four o'clock dinner, it's so early. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't even know. Oh man. Um, this, this raising kids thing is a real, is a real, real, real thing. It's awesome though. Um, yeah. As you watch kids pr- progress, yeah, like it's just—it's really something beautiful. Sure, um, you know when my son, when I come home and I hear him like calling for dada, you know, like that—that that is just—it just tugs at my heartstrings. Yeah, like, it's, I, am- it's I'm amazing. So blessed, and I think about it all the time. How like how complete my life is. Yeah, you know, um, I have an amazing wife. I have two beautiful boys. Earlier, earlier in the uh, in the cast, you mentioned like the first. Cole was difficult. Yeah, the second one. So I wanted to jump in. I wanted to jump in that because it's crazy that when when you were telling me the story, um, and it recently just happened to a, a friend of my wife's, and I thought it was pretty nuts. Then you told me that it happened to you, and I was like, "Wait, that's really awesome." Um, the second one, you it's guys like, hit natural, no brainer. Yeah, boom. that's amazing. Yeah, so I was like, "I'm, you know, I'm gonna miss out on like the peeing on the freaking stick." I know that all this sounds dumb, <laughs> but these, these are things in a guy's life. Like, yeah, you know, like hey. Guess what? You know. Yeah. Um, and so then we got pregnant with Blake really easily. That's you know, awesome. I was like a, a, a love child. Can yeah. You, you know, out of just. Um, were you actually trying, you know, or were we just you know, just they boom? Basically, told us that we were. It was a very difficult chance to naturally get pregnant. Really? So we were like, all right, whatever. Okay. We're okay with that. You know, sure. You got one, and yeah. yeah. Um, and if need be, we'll just go through that same process. Yeah. So when they tell you that, and you're like, okay, well, then. We don't really have to worry about anything. Yeah. Boom. Wow. Like a one-shot kill. That's awesome. Yeah. So, like, I, I, like I just think about it all the time, like how 
full my my heart is like yeah the the, the family that yeah. I have I'm like very fortunate just and it's funny because people are like oh man you're gonna have a second kid like and trying like to for anxiety to set in yeah but like we were just like so happy about like naturally having a child. I'm sure not having to go through all the stress of of the hormones and yeah, yeah. shots and all that stuff yeah. So, and the stress of like the stress of the stress of that. And also, there's always so much stress. Yeah, always. I mean, kids yeah. bring stress in general. You know, were you guys going to try to go through all of that again to do a second kid, or were you just like, "Fuck it, we have one." Um, if it doesn't, if it hits naturally, great. If it doesn't, then like we have one. We we really didn't have like a set set plan. Okay. Um, it was like if it happened, it happened. If not, then we would have to go the other route. Sure. I mean, we always wanted to. Okay. Um, maybe even a third. Okay. I mean, I would love to have a little girl. Okay. There's nothing like it. I'm telling you right now. I always wanted a boy. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing like, there's just a, a soft angelicness yeah. to having a baby girl that is just unmatched. Yeah. You know, that changed my whole perspective on having kids. Like I'll be happy with whatever. Yeah. But I saw my brother-in-law Jonah's relationship with my niece. Yeah. And I, like, that's like a thing of beauty. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then you have like the father and daughter dance. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Daddy's little girl. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, so I, uh, I think that's something that we definitely want. I mean, if we have a third boy, I think my wife will end up leaving. <laughs> <laughs> So she can't take the dog and go. Oh my god! I, I listen. I have three boys. I don't think I would be able to to deal with all that either. That's a lot of testosterone. testosterone in one freaking yeah, house. Yeah, a lot of broken things. Yeah, you know, dude, a lot of wrestling moves being done to each other. You know, are they? Well, I guess I guess your youngest, Blake, is only what she. You said he's only like six months, so they're not really interacting like that. Cole will like bring the bottle. Oh, it's great. Yeah, no, he's 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 super like a sensitive like great kid. I know everyone says that about their yeah. kids, but if my kid was a dick... I know I people that don't say that about I, their I kids. I say, if my kid was a dick, I'd be like, yeah, my kid's yeah, an for asshole. For sure. For sure. Um, no, he'll bring the bottle over. He'll like he'll give huggies when um, Blake's like lying on the, the activity mat. He'll lay next to him. Oh, that's so cute. It's, it's it's really nice to see. That's awesome. Yeah, like I find myself like welling up from time to time. That's and great. I'm, like, uh, I'm not crying. That's hilarious. Uh, well, Maddie, we're going to wrap up here in a second. Um, and there are two things I like to end every pod with. And there's two questions that I ask every guest. Um, so I'm going to throw them your way. The first one is... Is a little is a little bit of a loaded little bit of a loaded gun. So I hope you're prepared. Um, the first one is: What is your favorite thing or experience about fatherhood and or being a dad? Just in being a dad, um, everything that falls under that umbrella. I mean, everything from like bath time to story time. Bath time's great. Yeah. I mean, taking Cole in the pool and yeah. him to, like teaching him how to kick and stuff like yeah. that. And I'll do the same thing with Blake. But just the fact that. Um, I, my, my parents are amazing. My dad is amazing. My mother's amazing. So be able to kind of now pass the torch yeah. and have that influence on my kid's life. Yeah. Um, so there's not one specific thing yeah. I love about father. I kind of love all, all of it, of it with yeah. the exception of like explosive duties and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, uh, the up the back is kind of. The up the back yeah, is the yeah. worst. Um, but no, I, the whole, the whole experience, it's like, it's. It's game changing. Yeah, you know, sometimes I, I sit there and I think, I'm like, is this even like real life right now? For sure, dude. All the time, I actually had a moment like that yesterday, um, where I thought about it. I don't remember even remember why or what I was doing with my daughter, and I was like, I had to like have that like step back out of my own skin type of moment and be like, wait, I can't believe I have a 
kid. That's right. this is amazing. Right. I look at myself in the mirror and I still see like that twenty-two-year-old kid wanting to go out. I'm like, I have a kid. Yeah, I have two kids. Right. Right. <laughs> two kids. You have two right. kids. Jesus, and one of them's two. That might as well be a freaking yeah. adult. I'm like, when are you gonna start driving? Me? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Then you can start driving me around. Oh my god, uh, that's great. And the second one, the second question I always ask is, um, what is the best piece of advice that you can offer or you would give to a prospective dad, new dad, uh, a dad that's kind of, but you know, you're two years in with two kids. So like maybe best piece of advice you give to someone that's behind that path of where you are. Um, there's a few things, you know, like everyone's going to go have, have their opinions. Sure. Like not everyone's game plan is going to be the same. Of course. Do, do what makes it easiest for you, less stressful. Take, listen to people and nod your head. Yeah. But inside, your inner monologue should be like, I'm not, I'm not listening to you. Like, yeah, dude, fuck people off. always trying to give you advice yeah. once they see you have a kid. Yeah. Like every, it's like old people on the street are always just coming up to me. like, you know, you sh-. we had – this is often a tangent. But like we were out one night at a bar with one of her college friends. And like as we were leaving, this woman just comes over and is like, you know, you should probably put some headphones on her or earmuffs or something because it's pretty loud in here. And we're like – like what? Are like you you're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go go somewhere. You know how you know she's not deaf and she doesn't hear anything. Right, you know right. what I mean? Like that's a terrible thing to say, but like you know, but, but who are you to come in and tell tell me to put headphones on my yeah. daughter? Get out of here! Yeah, you know, I'm waiting for the day for somebody to do this. <laughs> you, you handle a lot. I, I can tell you the place, and maybe the woman will come and do the same yeah. thing to you, and <laughs> then you could take my spot on that. Oh my! I was like, I was like, are you kidding me? But anyway, back to so the uh, the advice is like just do what works. Yeah. Um, the second thing this goes out to guys like talk to people. Yeah. Just be vocal. Like, yeah. There's no shame in going through and navigating through like the difficulties of becoming a father. Sure. Being a father, you know, and it's it's there's support groups work for a reason, and that's because people can share ideas. They can feel that they're part of something that. They're not alone. Yep. And I also find that that's, that's a very big thing is that when you deal with something, you have to carry that burden. Yep. You feel like you're alone. Absolutely. So when you talk about things, you know, it's like, oh man, I, I had no idea these guys went through IVF. Yep. Like, you know, we could have been walking each other through this difficult time together. So did you do anything like that? Did you do any support groups or anything like that when you were going through it or you just went, you had to go through it just completely solo? We went, we kind of, yeah. Um, it was just us. Jesus. Um, and like Allie was just a beast. She had this yeah. goal and I've never seen such like, she's so tough. Yeah. She was incredible throughout the whole thing. Like, That's amazing. Putting her body through so much stuff for this like end result. And you know what? The funniest thing is I remember how hard it was and difficult it was in that time. But after Cole was born, all that was immediately erased. Yeah. Erased. Like, yeah. Like, um, so it's, it's, it's crazy, you know, but like, well, because she got the goal, she got what she ultimately wanted. And right. now she has this, I, I would assume that she now has this kind of wave of like calm now over her because she achieved that, you know, she achieved that goal. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's definitely, uh, it's a big part of our life and you know what? It, it strengthened our relationship. I'm sure. Um, whereas it could break some relationships. Sure. This, like we were like a united front. We're like. This is us, yeah, and this is how it's going to be, and this is what we're going to do. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, if anybody's listening to this, any guys out there, like talk. Yeah, you for know? sure. And if I don't know you, you can you can feel free to hit me up. I'll gladly speak to anybody at any time. Uh, I'm very open, I'm, and I'm very blunt. Yeah. So I, I like to tell it like it is. But like guys, just like if you're going through any difficult times, like 
find a friend to talk about it. Sure. You know, everyone needs somebody to talk to. And my buddy Omri, who was my first guest on the show, he actually said the best. He said, don't get doctors. Get friends. Yeah. Get a support group. Get a support system. Yeah. Because, you know, for moms, for dads, whether you're going through IVF, whether you get it naturally and it's easy, you know, or easy in air quotes, you know, um, you need some semblance of a support system to deal with the postpartum aspect of parenthood and there's not enough that our society offers for people that are going through this postpartum or this postpartum depression whether it's just adapting to your new life as a parent mother father whatever you know all these different things and he always says don't go don't get doctors get friends dude it really 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 is um and it's really important um and that's why we have the fatherhood brotherhood so you know if you want to everybody listening if you want to connect with 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 Matt or connect with us on a fatherhood brotherhood dadhardpod at gmail.com you know i say it every week um and with that, Maddie, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it, bro. This was fantastic. Uh, sorry for the venue change in the middle, but your story is great. It, it, it's very helpful. I'm sure it's going to be very helpful for a lot of dads out there and any moms or prospective moms that are listening that may have to go through this type of thing because it's tough and it is not something that, that, that people talk enough about. And there's no... No shame in it. And yeah, there's no shame in it, but like also, since people don't talk about it, like you don't know what you're going into. Yep. If somebody asked me, I'd be like... This is what to expect. Yeah, absolutely. This is how to best approach it. Boom. You'll for be sure. Fine. Absolutely. So let's definitely, if you if you're looking for an outlet uh, for support, whether it's just in getting acclimated to fatherhood, parenthood, or if you're going through the the IVF thing or troubles getting pregnant and trying to deal with that. Hit us up on a fatherhood brotherhood, dadhardpod at gmail.com. I can connect you with Matt. He's more, like you said, he's more than happy to talk talk with everybody um, about his experience and try to, you know, help help you to get through it. Um, or hit us on Instagram at dadhardpod, facebook.com slash dadhardpod. And that's all for us this week, episode 23 in the books. Until next time, same dadhard time, same dadhard place. That's all for us. We're out. Hey. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Gotta remember the good times. Remember man. back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ain't that the truth, man? I wish you could go back being a little kid again, man. Remember them good times. Everything was free spirit and all that. Talking the playground. He's playing on the monkey balls or whatever. Sprinklers. Hydrants going off in the street in the summertime. That home cooking. Can't be that, man. You remember. And if not, you need to rewind this. I'm out. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.